0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper. Tonight, our topic, ADHD, college students, online learning insights. And with us in our virtual studio is Christine Robinson. Uh, We're going to get into the details of our program in a minute, but real quickly, our show is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In celebration of that, we're giving away uh, free copies of a the PDF version of Attention Magazine. To get your copy, all you have to do is listen to our show. And we're going to share a keyword throughout the show. Write it down, and then listen to another show that we have a keyword. Write it down. All you have to do is send me an email. The address is attention at When I get that, we will forward it off to Chad. We will get you a current copy of a PDF copy of Attention Magazine, and we'll get you a PDF copy of the next one that's being print- printed. Also, the 2020 annual international conference on ADHD. It's time to start getting your calendars out and take a look at that. It's November the 5th to the 7th. This year it's in Dallas, Texas in the year 2020. I'm pretty excited. I got my presentation submitted. Hopefully uh, it'll get taken. I get, uh, be able to present either way. I'll be there no matter what for listeners who haven't been to a conference. We encourage you to go. Um, there's a lot of great learning, um, and there's a lot of great learning on this show, but there's a completely different a conference because you, uh, you get to hot and hot with everybody in the hallways, the breakout session, talk to the speakers, get to know them. It's It can be life-changing, so I encourage you guys to consider it, to learn more, to go to chadd.org. I think that's all of our announcements. Uh, <clears throat> Chad has been an ongoing supporter of our show. They've got a tip that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the show.
1: Having ADHD and anxiety can interfere with daily living. By adjusting your thoughts from negative to positive thinking, you can successfully manage your stress. Here are some tips that may help. Practice mindfulness and deep breathing. Create and maintain routines. And incorporate more exercise like weight training, yoga, or an energetic walk. To learn more about ADHD and anxiety, visit chad.org.
0: Thanks, Chad, for that tip. Uh, for those that are not familiar, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage our listeners to to become members of Chad, or at least to uh, make donates, donations. Donations. Um, Chad's the one that's on Capitol Hill speaking with us in a unified voice. A strong financial, Chad is a good, strong ADHD community. In addition to being a member and contributing them financially, there's lots of great member benefits. Um, the magazine being one of them, Ask the Expert, the National Resource Center, a host of things. Again, to learn more about that, go to chadd.org. Okay. So, our topic tonight is ADAC uh, College Students Online Learning Insights. And I want to emphasize tonight's about insights because um, a lot of times it's really about problem solving these days and understanding what's at stake. With us in our virtual studio is Christine Robinson. She's a certified ADAC coach and an educational consultant certified by the Federation for Children with Special Needs in Boston. Uh, she has spent over 12,000 hours coaching children, teens, adults, couples, and college students. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology from Clark University and her master's in education from Pittsburgh State University, graduating summa cum laude, as well as uh, having her uh, private practice in Nashville, Tennessee. She's also associated with the Hallowell Center in New York City. She's a certified teacher and master coach who has over 20 years of sales and management slash leadership experience. She's considered an expert in the field of ADHD, special education, advocacy work, and individual education programs. Uh, you can learn more about her and her coaching practice at her website, addactioncoach.com. With that, Christine, welcome to the show.
2: Great. Thanks, Jeff. Nice, nice to be here again.
0: I'm um, thrilled to be here again. Um Everyone, this show is being uh, recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic, Um, and it it was a spark for this, although the show is really applicable. It's evergreen at any time at that point in time, just a new emphasis on it. So our emphasis really is online learning, not necessarily the epidemic that's going on. on. And before we start, Christine, I really want – there's a few concepts that I want to set the table with. I think that they're really, really important, and appearance – people – as human beings, we judge things that based off of appearance, but sometimes when you dig into things or if you have the right technology, things are not as they appeared. And there's a quote that uh, I've come to love recently, and that is, the sun does not rotate around the Earth. It doesn't rotate around the Earth, but without the right technology, it looks like it does. And we know you – know, Hundreds of years ago, we thought we were the center of the universe, and we found out that we weren't when we got the technology, and so it's a little bit different. And online learning to me sounds like a panacea. It's nice, convenient, do whatever you want, but uh, I want to reiterate, um, it's not always as it appears. We're going to talk about that tonight. The other thing, too, is um, um, this is a quote that I've used for years when I'm coaching people with ADHD, and we begin to understand what works. Remember, it's convenient for society if you do it their way. And I say that in 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 all seriousness, usually work needs to be done, and society would just assume push that work off to you and as we start talking about the challenges of online learning um there is work that needs to be done, and as I say, don't let them bully you into doing it the most difficult, the most hard the the way that's the most challenging for you the best thing is really to begin to understand yourself a little bit understand what works and begin to advocate yourself so before we get into all that kind of stuff christine you want to comment on either one of those the 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 appearance thing and or the notion that society really wants you to do it the way they want to do it because it's convenient for them before we dig into things
2: Sure, um, absolutely. It, it, online is is such a different
0: experience for
2: so many different students. and of course it's going to depend on the uh, the type of classes you're taking. but what is notable to me is that the downtime is significant, and the lack of human interaction is profoundly felt by the students, you know, who I coach with ADHD, uh, and also, you know, just going from an auditory environment to usually a more visual environment online, and it can be really challenging for certain students Um and it's 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 just that openness of your time and your schedule. But I know we'll we'll discuss that a little bit more later. But those are some of the things that my students have reported to me as being, you know, problematic. Um, and again, I think you know certain professors and, and colleges do this better than others. You know, just simply mm-hmm. stated.
1: Mhm.
0: So there's a few things about just. Number one, I think everything that we're going to talk about is going to be related to self-regulation and working memory. And mm-hmm. one of the keys to success for people with ADHD is pop, point of performance, having everything that you need at the point that you need it without a lot of friction and the ability to, to kind of interact. And so one of the things that, that – uh, when you're online learning, particularly you're at home by yourself, you're number one, you're no longer able to interact with the teachers like you did. Like if you've got a question or something kind of comes up, you you can't ask that question at that point of performance. You've got to come back to it. And for people with ADHD, the chances that you're going to get distracted and not come back to it. That's, that's number one. Number two, to reach out to them, whether it's written or oral is more effortful to actually follow up on some of that stuff. And the, the learning environment really just doesn't lend itself to it. In addition, you and I did a show, uh, a couple of shows a while ago about launching. We started talking about s- computer screens for online learning that there tend to be small. And a lot of times mm-hmm. you're toggling around different places and you can't see all the materials like if you printed it on a desk. And so, again, that's taxing working memory. So all this stuff starts to get kind of overwhelming and kind of crazy. And we can begin to see why it can be such a challenge. I think that to begin with, I'd like to say, you know, I th- Christine, I think one of the real values is to begin to understand how you naturally learn and absorb information the most efficiently. Because if you can identify what that is and then you focus on trying to create that environment, it's a good place to start. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll go back to the student um, who I was just coaching the other day who is definitely an auditory learner. And uh, some of his professors really just chose to put PowerPoints up um, in this interim time, but this can certainly happen outside of our pandemic situation that's going on now. So one of the things I suggested to him was to actually read his notes, the professor's notes and or his own notes, voice record those and then he can listen back to those so he can still have that auditory experience and it's already helping. So, there are definitely strategies that we can come up with to help our students who are, you know, very much more auditory than visual. Uh, But that's just one example. There
0: could be many. So if I may, there's some people, and this gets a little dicey out there, everybody. You have auditory learners uh, where it's that you can naturally process stuff when you hear it. Then there's what I call auditory associative is you hear that stuff and you start Mm -hmm. associating. There's visual. There's there's many Mm -hmm. different kinds of visual, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. There's visual as much as you can see pictures and diagrams. There's also visuals in terms of colors. I know a person that I know it's very visual that struggles to read like the word Bank of America but needs like the logo of Bank of America on a binder because when he sees the logo, he associates. It doesn't have to build that word in their mind. There are people with ADHD. Uh, We did a show with Dr. Russell Barkley, uh, and so all you have to do is Google Attention Talk Radio and GPS that because they're very – they're verbal. Not to talk is not to think. So being verbal is very, very common. Uh, other types of, of social learners that are in and they are interacting when you're you're talking to people about concepts and you hit uh, other people say things in a different way that might click with you or you say it in one way and you're getting visual feedback from them. Um, in terms of what you're doing and some people it's really just best where they've got all the materials they sit down and then they have their own way absorb it there's kinesthetic learners that is movement i know it sounds strange but uh, rewriting your notes over and over and over and over is actually a form of movement many people have done that Mm -hmm. before they'll a rewrite and rewrite. They never refer back to the notes. It's the process of rewriting it over and over. Um, there's also when you're highlighting, making notes, and then there's diagrams. So as we begin to talk about all this stuff, it's really important for you to understand how you learn. First, so like you go back to if you know you're an auditory learner, then you can actually problem solve and come up with Christine. It said is actually maybe read your notes out loud and then listen to them backwards. So I think one of the really keys is to be able to be aware of how you naturally learn, which is not always simple, um, I think, because it's becomes so easy to that's the way you learn that you don't really think about it. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, absolutely. That's why it's, you know, as a student, if, if these things really aren't popping out to you, I mean, speak to a professional, you know, one of us, um, you know, someone who really does work with people, uh, you know, every day with these issues. Because it's very hard to kind of sort out yourself, so to speak.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Do you agree, Jeff? That's, yes.
2: You know, that's, that's pretty important.
0: Okay. will tell you what. It is hard to do that because I I don't think we're taught to do that. So let's do this. Let's pause here. Let's go to a break. Let's come back. I do have some thoughts on kind of how you areas that you can do, watch yourself, to try to figure that stuff. And then we'll start getting into a little bit more brain summing. So before we go, everybody, go check out Christine's website at uh, ADHDactioncoach.com. Our secret word tonight is study. Our secret word is study. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble
0: making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer, Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents, and Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com.
1: Transform lives
0: as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com/atr. That's addca.com/atr. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide.
1: Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing
0: before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com.
1: And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation here about uh, college students and online learning. Uh, Before the the break, we brought up the notion of uh, really kind of understanding your dominant learning modalities and how do you do that. Um, If you're not educated on this, I'm not going to say it's necessarily an easy task. But, Christine, one of the things that I've learned over the years is the ADHD, um, like everybody – We're going to take the path of least resistance. Water runs downhill because it's the path of least resistance. And if you can learn to listen to yourself and let yourself do what's easy. Now, getting out of something is not listening to what you do. But in a moment where you're actually doing some type of work, whether – I'll have people like, okay, where are you doing the work? Well, I'm at the dining room table and things are spread out. I'm at the library and things are spread out. Or I I find myself Mm -hmm. up and kind of walking around a lot, or I talk a lot, or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always trying like, if you can begin, begin to let go of what everybody's telling you to do and watch what you do, again, you will instinctively gravitate to what is the most effective environment because it takes the least amount of effort. Again, there's a little trick here. You can't tell yourself you should do it this way. You should let it actually happen, and you have to make that observation. And whether it's if you talk a lot and it's verbal – uh, or you you're, you're you're always looking for diagrams. Or for me, I'm always looking for a context. And, and by the way, I have a real difficult time. I'm a big picture thinker, and everybody wants to give me the details. Um, again, there's a lot of clues. Now, I've worked with people where their dominant learning modalities were smell, and that's a little bit more difficult because it's so out there that sometimes even if you've got it, it's kind of hard to recognize. But Again, if you have some difficulty, I think the thing is if you can watch your behavior. Just go somewhere and study. And whenever you learn something, you you are in the groove. Go back and look at what you did because a lot of times that's there. Oh, some people are backwards thinkers too. Give me the answers of the test and they work their way mm-hmm. backwards. Those types of things. So I just I want to kind of pause and see if you have anything else to add on on this self observation and stuff before we go on.
2: Oh, definitely. Um, I often ask my students to tell me about a, a course or a test or a paper they felt really successful at and how they went about that particular process, you know, with, with that course or that paper. And then oftentimes those clues that you were just describing will come out. You know, were they working in a, in a small cafe? Did they have like that, that nice background noise that they, you know, they felt like their writing flowed or were they, you know, completely hold off in a library cubicle somewhere with absolute silence?
1: Um, Absolutely. You know,
2: was the professor, you know, having great, like, inspirational lectures where they felt, you know, connected and everything resonated with them? So a lot of information will come out if you talk about successes. I mean, it can also come out also if you talk about failures, but I usually usually tend to go with the successes first, and then we can can kind of, uh, you know, dice off from there.
0: Absolutely. So I think I think one of the things, Christian, what I what I do when I'm when I'm going after these things, because I remember I'm a big picture thinker, is the idea if you're going to do <laughs> online learning, you want to do your best, your absolute best, at mm-hmm. trying to replicate a physical learning environment or the environment that you do best in. And so mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to build that. But I do a lot of advocating for college students: start to get multiple screens, um, mm-hmm. uh, start if you can get a Surface. Uh, because you can annotate with them Uh, the iPencil pencil will allow you to annotate on certain things if you can actually watch a video or something online and maybe have zoom up, so you have other people that are there so that Mm -hmm. if you're all watching at the same time you can stop and you guys can talk amongst yourself with what's going on again you're trying Mm -hmm. to recreate the classroom as much as you can on something like that so as opposed to sitting to yourself so can imagine i'm going to have this class i reach out to a couple people we're all going to do an online learning maybe it's even a a podcast or a module even if it's not live and say let's watch it all together two o'clock on thursdays have their screens up and so you guys can talk amongst yourself again Mm -hmm. and the idea is we're trying to replicate that physical environment as much as possible Uh, thoughts on that anything you'd like to add
2: Yes. um, Some of my students who are in really high-level math classes uh, have basically, you know, done what you were describing. Some of them do what's called gruttering, which is group tutoring. So, you know, they're in a group of like eight or ten, and they have a whiteboard up, and they're going through, you know, math problems that typically take two to three hours to solve. So, you know, they're on there for a while, Um, some drop off is necessary if they're getting the concept or if they feel like they can do it themselves, but it's still keeping a core group of students together, you know, who have worked together, you know, since early semester. Uh, But, you know, many of the professors are doing either live Zoom calls or doing, you know, pre-recorded if the student can't make it at that time, and that seems to be really working pretty well. And uh, many of them are also putting up slides, you know, for the, the kind of visual learner who really want to see the, the notes, you know, perspective uh, of the class. And, you know, really trying to make it as multisensory as possible. Um, I think many of the students or the professors are very sympathetic and, and are trying to, you know, address the needs as best they can. And that, that obviously goes for, you know, outside of this period of time of, you know, that we're in. And I, and I think most of the professors really do a good job of that.
1: And, mm-hmm. um,
2: and and just making themselves available personally via phone, text, or email. I know with my own children's professors, they are doing that, and I think that's really encouraging because it just shows their investment, you know, in their success yes. as well.
1: Yes,
0: I have a question because the people that I've talked to you, phone, text, or email. I'm finding more and more that the millennials and the was it Gen Y, whatever you are out there, they have been trained <laughs> to text and email and i find mm-hmm. when i'm working with people in this range they they gravitate to those forms of communication but it's sometimes the worst form of communication what are your thoughts yeah. on this I,
2: I agree totally um i i'm really pressing my own students um to reach out if that professor is available for phone and they're really struggling with a concept within the curriculum or if they're just confused about the description of an assignment and and they can set up, you know, I'm going to speak to you at 1 o'clock on Tuesday, just do it. Because first of all, it's showing, again, this all goes to my self-advocacy, you know, theme, which of course we've talked about many times on our segments, Jeff, you know, to self advocate for yourself, to have uh, form a relationship with the professor to really show um, yeah. You know, to the professor that they're caring and yeah. and and really have that level of communication.
0: Yeah. but the, the, I want to I want to take this a little bit further because remember at the beginning everybody I said you got to replicate the physical environment. And I remember sometimes mm-hmm. like I would go into a professor's office and I'm sitting there. This is back when I back in the dinosaur days is when I was in college. I would walk <laughs> in, I would sit there, and there was a piece of paper and I would draw things out and I would have a book and I was able to flip around between concepts and stuff like that. Even when I get on the phone, I, there's a visual component that's missing. Or I'm looking at something. I'm going back and forth. So communicate. There's so much of communication that's nonverbal uh, by mannerisms and um, uh, uh, mannerism, body language, tone, and stuff like that. That's lost in text and, and, and uh, email. When you start talking, you have the, the the sound and the cadence. But now you're 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 losing that visual reference so even if you're on your laptop and you've got them on there and you're FaceTiming and you got a picture where you're drawing something so that they can see those two things together and the reason i'm jumping on this thing is it's easy to say to communicate but there's a different thing communication when you're learning is so much more complicated it's not just an exchange of yes no questions like one of the things i hate is sometimes you call up and like I'll coach students, and they're going to go to the office, and they don't even know what to ask because they don't even conceptually understand because the teachers say, well, what questions do you have? I don't know the questions because I don't even know what this is all about. Like, start from the beginning, and I think a lot of students <laughs> struggle with this because the teachers are there, but they they reach out and say hey, – listen, i got to get up and i got to go all the way down to the teacher's office on campus, or I've got to schedule a Zoom call and I've got to get some whiteboard in order to do this and point the camera at that. All that stuff gets in the way, but I think it's a big difference between success and failure because, again, we're going back and trying to replicate that person, that one-on-one environment as much as possible, and we really get away from that. And it's, the thing about this is it's a lot of work to recreate that, but if you can, I think learning is so much easier. So I'm going to go to break in a second, but I want to give you time to to make a comment on this, the level of of effort to try to recreate that stuff so that you can stimulate in-person learning as much as possible. Thoughts?
2: Yes. Um, just with a student I was just speaking to this morning, she was struggling with the, the concept of a, a project that, you know, is due at the end of the term, and I said, well, you know, have the, have the syllabus in front of you when you're speaking to the professor, have specific questions, Um you know, think of any challenges that you might come against in trying to do this project away from school. So so we actually set out for about 10 minutes and just, you know, kind of drove this down because I want her to get the information and to feel competent and confident when she gets off that phone call to yeah. be able to start it.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so, I, I
2: completely agree. The level of detail has to be there, and the preparation has got to be made because, you know, not everyone's going to be available all the time, and you don't want to wait seven hours, you know, to yep. get an answer.
0: Absolutely. Everybody, we're going to go to break real quick. Check out Christine's website at addactioncoach.com. Our secret word tonight is study. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages.
1: You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off.
0: You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide.
1: Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Christine Robinson. We're talking about online learning, particularly for college students. At the beginning, we kind of prefaced the show that it sounds like really sexy, really convenient, like it's a piece of cake. Um, but I find that online learning for many people with ADHD is brutally hard. It has a, It's difficult to self-regulate. It taxes your working memory. Uh, we talked about the notion of really trying to simulate the the physical environment as much as possible. And before the last break, we actually started talking about it's get away from the text, get away from the emails. Communication is so poor in those. Get to the conversations or on video. You're trying to simulate that in-person interaction so you can digest this. Because at the end of the day, we have teachers. Their job is to make learning easy for you again their job is to make it easy for you you shouldn't be making it as difficult as it is possible and so what i hope that we're starting to unearth here is the level of effort and energy that you need to do to invest to get the environment right to make the learning process easier because i can guarantee you so much easier to get it set up to learn it than it is to suffer um and in finals or during a period of time get poor grades and then end up not going to class and beating yourself up through blame and shame because you're trying to do the most difficult way on the planet um, question for you out there for me. And I'm just, I'm ch- interested in your thoughts. I struggle a lot in the learning environment because particularly online, because you have, they have a tendency to give you lots of data and I'm the type mm-hmm. of person I need to conceptually understand. It. So imagine like a simple jigsaw puzzle. I need to know what the picture of the thing that I'm putting together before I actually sit down and do all the pieces. Yet yeah, I find classes, give me all the pieces and, in a digital world, we're on a computer, I can't even see all the pieces on the table at one point in time. I struggle with that myself. Have you worked with students that struggle in that environment, and what what do you usually do? What are your thoughts on working with that or in helping them? Because I can tell you for uh, me it's I just want to break down and start crying after a while
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, definitely, especially when some of my students' syllabi are like two pages in length in assignments um. So I warned them early on that they're probably going to be buying a lot of printing ink uh, because it, I think, just like we were describing before, Jeff, um, and very wisely, printing things out, putting them on the floor, putting them on a big table so you can really see the sequence of things and to break them down in writing and getting them off of the computer screen as much as possible. Uh, I know there's certain readings and certain things you're going to have to do on the computer. Of course, all of these students are taking their tests online in front of their computer. There's really no avoiding that. But they're reading, you know, if there are articles, for instance, that have to be read, you know, per week, just print them out, you know, so, they're, they're, so they'll be able to annotate, um, you know, in their own handwriting, highlight, take notes, whatever works for them. Yep. So So, I think the printing ink at this point is a very good investment.
0: So one of the things that I do a lot of is when you've got people like are struggling with that, and the idea really is if you've got particularly a teacher, like you walk in and say, I'm not getting this, I don't understand it, literally is to Mm -hmm. hire a tutor. And in my – I don't coach nearly as many college students as you do, but literally I find – why. You're going to do this thing online because a lot of times people are taking it as it's a matter of convenience as opposed to something else. If you really want to get through this, pay it. Get yourself a tutor. About 80% of the time I work with somebody where you're either going to get the tutor where you're going to teach the tutor what's going on. That sounds kind of strange, mm-hmm. but if you have ADHD and you struggle with working memory, you'll learn it yeah. when you teach it to somebody else. Or you've got to find the tutor that can walk in and kind of help you understand it from a bigger picture, which by the way, is not an easier thing to do. You'll have a tendency to go to, to, to learning centers and get a tutor. And they're just like, okay, we'll just run through the problems. Like, no, I need that. You, sometimes you have to interview and spend some times to find the tutors that have the bigger picture that will teach you the concepts first and then work their way down to it again. And not an easy thing to do because it takes work to scour to find those tutors. But if you can find the right one that has the concepts, I'm telling you, it will make learning so much easier because what happens with PPAGC, if it's really, really hard, then you won't do it. You'll procrastinate to the last minute, and then you're struggling, and then the anxiety, and all the fallout as a result of some of that stuff. So again, that's one of the things that I do is, is if you're really struggling with that is literally how much is it going to cost you to have the tutor? Well, how much is it going to cost you to take the class over again? Does that make
2: sense? Uh, Absolutely. I have two students right now taking statistics. uh, At the college level, of course, not fun. Now, not even close to fun because we've gone online. But for any student taking statistics online who struggle with that type of math, I strongly encourage a a tutor. There are also resources, of course, even in the interim, like Khan Academy, which is free. Uh, Love Khan Academy. I've, I've I've used it with my own children even years ago, um, and, you know, it's visual. It's, it's, you know, it addresses a lot of the sensory components that we're talking about. I'm not saying to use it in place of a tutor, but, of course, if you get stuck, you know, if you're working at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, it's a great resource
0: uh, to use as well. And so I want to be clear with everybody. What I'm about to say, I am I am. To- she is so spot on. But the invisible part of that, too, is sometimes you're going on to these things, and you're looking for information, and, and it's it's a barrier to spend 30 or 40 minutes to try to find the information that you're looking for. Have you ever had anybody okay. experience that? So, again, this is sometimes where a tutor can shortcut it all for you because you can talk to them. They go, blah, 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 Here, go to this resource. I What I hate is when they say, and I've done this before, I go on YouTube looking, and I could spend four or five hours Googling something, it will come up with a topic, but i got to listen to 10 minutes of the video to find out that it really isn't addressing what I'm looking for, which is a challenge. So
2: <laughs> and, this- then, and then, Jeff, you're, you're opening those avenues
0: for the opportunities to be
2: distracted, and that's why I'm going back to the printing ink. I'm going back to the yep. paper because at least if you're reading an article on paper and not on the computer, other things are not popping out at you.
0: Yep. You know, when you're when you're on a laptop. So, yeah. yeah, so I but for time reasons, we could go on for forever, but I want to kind of pull this thing yeah. together because <laughs> I think a lot of people might have come and listened to this show thinking, I mean, like set a time, timer, reward yourself, get your day planner out, schedule a time to make this stuff happen, and you didn't hear any of that in this what you what I hope people are taking out of it is online learning for people with ADHD is definitely For most, not everybody, but for the majority of them, making it the the worst learning environment for them because it stresses all the issues with regard to ADHD. Fundamentally, realize is that they're making you, they're making it seem easy because it's easy for them. So you got to fight back. You got to simulate this as much as possible. We talked about getting printers, multiple screens, um, getting with people and stuff like that. And I'm going to go back to one one quote that really is in. Really stands out in my mind years ago. Thomas Brown says, as the need for independent learning or work increases, grades decrease um, with time. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is a generalized statement. Not everybody, but as the need for independent study or independent work for those with ADHD goes up productivity and grades tend to go down and we're talking about getting back into those environments and simulating those environments, not just talking but making a visual, pulling that stuff together. That's a mindset and a wing recipe, which again, if you're listening to this, it's, it's heavy. Like, as I said, I think spot on Khan Academies is a spectacular place for a resource. But if I just go looking for stuff, I can hardly find it. If I spend more than five minutes, I get frustrated and I go watch Netflix or sometimes it's just hire the people that can walk in and say, this is the material. That, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I got. And spend that time, spend the work making it easy on yourself because if you try to do the hard work learning it, I find with people with ADHD, it's just, it's just it's just anxiety. So anything to add to that?
2: Academy is definitely more of the emergency, the ER of of math, you know, in terms of how I'm positioning that. But utilize your professors. Your instructors want to help you. And I feel that nine times out of ten or maybe even higher than that, a professor will just coordinate with you, and they'll give you an hour of your time if you need it. So, you you know, we're paying for this. You know our students the parents are paying for education and whether it's online or in person we need to of course be respectful of people's time but if we need it if we need help we need to ask and um, you know this is a difficult time the time that we're speaking in right now but even you know next year if you just have uh, have a student who takes an online class for whatever reason You know, you need to be armed with with this knowledge and these techniques. And it will become easier as long as you kind of stick to, you know, really advocating for yourself and knowing how you learn, like you said in the beginning, Jeff.
0: Absolutely. Last thing is I coached lots of adults that are going to go – they're trying to go back to school online. And I literally say, why do you want to waste your money? When you have a regular classroom as an alternative, Get don't get lost in the sexiness of, hey, I can do this on at my time. Because what happens is you enroll, you pay the money. Ten years later, you're still spinning your wheels as opposed to if you're yeah. really serious about you're done, done now. Sometimes, like right now, we're in the middle of the, the virus thing and there's no other options and you have to get your way through it. But so often I see people, I'm just like, listen, let's make this easy for yourself. It sounds easy to do it online, but if you never do it, it's not that easy. So with that, Christine. I can't can't
2: agree with you more. I can't (laughs) agree with you more. I've told my adult clients the same thing. I'm like, your online classes are your last resort. If you have to take it, if it's the only way you're going to graduate or fulfill that requirement, okay. But if you can take it in person, please, please do.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So with that, Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Oh, thank you, Jeff. Always a pleasure.
0: Everyone, go check out her website at ADDActionCoach.com. Again, that's ADDActionCoach.com. Our secret word tonight is study. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.